Our series of interviews for Saving America establishes that the world is full of interesting people. Welcome. This is Dr. David D. Shine for Saving America. Our special episode features published author Kim Curry. <laughs> Kim started on a radio young, even dropping out of college. He eventually managed to move through the radio ranks, landing as the program director for a top radio station for nine years. Life, as they say, intervened as a variety of health issues forced him to seek advanced medical care to deal with what was eventually diagnosed as MS, multiple sclerosis. He has several books out, Come Get Me, Mother, I'm Through, which is his autobiography, and Death of Fairness and Bonnie's Law, The Return to Fairness, which involves the fairness doctrine related to political content on radio. We welcome him for his first appearance on Saving America. Hi, David. Thank you very much for having me today. Appreciate it. We're delighted to, to, to make your acquaintance. We had a great chat before we started recording today. And as you know, we do three questions. We send them to you in advance. Uh, our first question, you jumped from college radio into pro radio and left college. Do you ever wish that you took a different path, like finished college? I started in broadcasting in 1972, back when radio guys could make good money. Uh, Six-figure salaries were available for DJs and for program directors. Wow. Um, after two and a half years of being in radio in college, I had nerve. I thought, well, I can do this. I've listened to enough radio stations around America. I'm going to go ahead and try to get a job. And uh, I put out some applications sent out some audio checks, and uh, got a job in Knoxville, Tennessee. And six months after that, I was in Miami. My radio career was underway. So at the time, in that particular form of broadcasting, I would not do that today. In the current situations in radio, I would stay in college. But back then, the whole idea was to get ratings, get money, and be famous. And I did all those things. So no, I well, don't don't think it was the wrong thing. That's fantastic. And uh... I, I know in Miami is where you 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 ended up as program director for nine years, right? What was the yes. call the station? Uh, the radio station Power 96. Uh, actually, I started there. When I first went there in 1976, it was the first station that hired me. Uh, mm -hmm. 96X at the time was at frequency 96.3. That radio station did some illegal contesting. And a year after I was there... The guy who was who was who was responsible for that illegal contest was actually dismissed from the radio station, and the FCC actually came in and turned the frequency off. They don't do that very often. Uh, eventually, the radio station came on at ninety six point five and was called Power ninety six. So, in the beginning of my career, I worked at ninety six x ninety six point three, and I'm sorry. And then a few years later, I ended up being the program director of the same station run by the same guys. When I got down there, Jerry Clifton hired me, and Bill Tanner was the program director across the street. I ended up working for those two guys in my first year of being in Miami, and then eventually worked with them for the rest of my career until they made me the program director of Power 96, which was theirs as consultants. Wow, such a fascinating situation. Well, with 33 years in radio, we can't cover everything in this short interview. Uh, please mention two or three real highlights from that period. I know 30 years is tough to condense. Well, I think this the, one of the most incredible things was the name I was given, was Kid Curry. My name is Kim Curry. 
the program, the, the general manager who first hired me when I walked into the radio station the first day said, well, if it isn't Kid Curry. Well, my friends in high school had been kidding me about that name because it was an actual TV show, alias Smith and Jones on ABC. The two characters yeah. were Kid Curry and Hannibal Hayes. Well, with the name Kim Curry, all my friends in high school used to kid me, oh, if it isn't Kid Curry. So I didn't like the name. So when I walked into my first day of my first full-time job, the GM said, well, if it isn't Kid Curry. And I said, well, I hate that name. And he says, well, then I won't sign your check. But... What happened was he heard my voice as a very young voice. So Kid Curry was natural to him. And my radio show, I put together a show that really focused on being a kid. My, my, my whole Kid Curry focus was to win the high school audience at night because I was on the radio from 6 until 10 o'clock most of my career. So it became a package for me that nobody else in the country copied. There's a whole bunch of Bill Tanners, a whole bunch of Harry Schwartzes, a, a whole bunch of Ron Parkers but there was only one Kid Curry. So that was the first thing. And the first two guys who hired me in Miami ended up being, and they were radio legends when they hired me. So I attached myself to them at a very young time in my career. For 33 years, I worked with these guys. Eventually, they made me a partner in running Power 96. And at the time, uh, we had more success in the history of the radio station's frequency. So it was a good thing for me, working for those guys. And of course, then the other thing that really mattered in my career was being diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. I, I had had exacerbations my entire life, didn't know what they were until about 2004, when all those things that were happening to me sp spontaneously happened over and over. And then in the beginning of 2005, I started with my doctor, uh, the doctor, uh, Calagua out of Miami. She's the one who diagnosed me with multiple sclerosis after about six weeks of testing. And because I was declining so rapidly, it forced me out of the radio business. And then I had to be, come up with a brand new life. And that's also in my memoir. It talks about my MS diagnosis. And it talks about the progression of going from a crutch to a wheelchair and how mentally I had to deal with the fact that Kid Curry was a famous guy his entire life. But then when, you've, when you're on a cane or on crutches or in a wheelchair, nobody wants to talk to you. And it was a very tough mental state for me for many years, uh, for eight years, because I was declining pretty strongly for eight years. But a medicine change by my doctor, who was uh, Dr. Alan Bowling at Swedish Hospital in Denver. He writes books about MS. He changed my medicine and my condition leveled off. It took about two years for me to realize that I wasn't going to die. But it also made me come up with a new me, which is why I decided to write my memoir, tell the story of my career, uh, tell the story of my MS diagnosis, and the fact that it costs to be disabled in America. That's also a very important part of my memoir. But once I got done with the memoir, I continued writing, and those are my other two books. I go really quickly, doctor. Jump in whenever you're ready. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you you pretty much dived into the middle of question three. Uh, and um, tell us a little bit more about the book, because it, it, let me, let's talk about the title. Come Get Me, Mother, I'm Through. It, it, that's a very interesting title. And of course, being an author myself, and I, I have a long title, and then I have a short title, my two published books, is... Long titles may be good, may be bad. What do you think? 
Well, that particular line, because I was, again, the guy who had to attack all, I wanted to win the middle school and high schoolers, whatever market I was in. So yeah. every, at the very end of my show, every night, I did a thing called bed check. I'd let the kids call in and they could make comments. They could talk to, about their school teachers or their football team or their mom or their, and they could rip on their brother if they wanted to. So, and then I would fire back funny lines and it became a really famous funny entertainment source. But at the end, when I was finished, because I was still a kid on the radio and I wanted to give the impression that I was just a kid, I would say, come get me, mother. I'm through. Show's oh, over. Gotcha. So that's how it became the name for my memoir. What a, uh, and what that phrase, it, it's a sailing point for me because there are thousands of people out there in America who remember me going, come get me, mother. I'm through. Show's over. <laughs> Kim, that, that's a great, a great story. I want to focus back on a, a little bit of what you mentioned a minute ago, is you apparently had various symptoms of MS, but you didn't, you or your doctors both didn't really put it together and say, gee, these are early symptoms of MS. What were the symptoms that you were experiencing? Because you mentioned brain fog, and I don't know exactly, you know, for a lot of us, a lot of people who are, uh, you know, over 50 will say, I've got brain fog. And they don't mean it in that literal sense that you did. Well, being on the radio, I have a concentration level. When you have to know what's going on every minute of the day, especially as a program director, every three minutes the song changes, and I, in my head, know what the next song is. And mm -hmm. I know how what time the next time that song plays. And mm -hmm. I know what the disc jockey is going to say next. And I know what the promotion is going to sound like next. So that's very, very brain space consuming. And... Part of having the brain fog when it started to appear was I would go to my doctor and she would say, well, maybe it's the stress you're under. But in the beginning of my life, when I started having these, these like my, my right eye would start to fail. My hand, my right hand would start to crumple up. I, I was a young guy. I thought I was just, I, one time I thought I got stung by uh, killer bees. Then I, got, I thought I got bit by fire ants. Um, because I was in the environment where these things were. So I blew it off. I just thought I'll get over these things. But in 2004, they didn't stop happening. And my mother was the one who said to me, uh, you need to go to the doctor, something's wrong. And then when my, when my mom said that, my wife insisted. And within a week, when my mom said, go to the doctor, I was at the doctor. So and you say even from that point, it took eight years until you got a, a, a medication that did the job? Yes, sir. I went from, as I said, I went from a cane to crutches to a wheelchair. I went from being able to sit and stand uh, to where I couldn't stand anymore. Uh, the doctor, that's why they put me in the wheelchair, because I fell like 50 different times and oh. the doctor had had enough. Uh, I really tried to, to fight through all these things. And uh, part of the multiple sclerosis syndrome <laughs> disease is loss of memory. And I've forgotten what we were talking about, doctor. So you got me. <laughs> you, you haven't gotten very far off the track that that's exactly where we were. And um, it, it's so much information. As you know, we try and keep these to, to, to 10 minutes to get people to get interested. And so our follow-up final question is, how do people get more information on you and your books? It's very simple. I'm at krcurry.com. 
That's my website. The letter is K-R-C-U-R-R-Y.com. You can find out about the memoir. You can find out about my two books, which are very important because life changed when Ronald Reagan decided he was going to veto the Fairness and Broadcasting Act. When you take away the fairness doctrine and take away the, 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 the right to debate any lie, you change America. And that's where we are today because he rescinded the fairness doctrine in 1987. So those books are important, but it's krcurry.com. Wonderful. Kim Curry, great having you with us on Saving America. This is Dr. David Deshine for Saving America. Thank you for joining us today. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on your favorite platform.